This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, it came in uh, with a bang, obviously, the Raptors winning the championship, and then you had the big, massive parade. Turns out now there are some uh, stories of some concern that involved the parade. So to dial it back to that fateful afternoon of June 17, we've been joined in the studio by Global News Radio correspondent Dave Woodard to tell us about something that happened uh, rather disconcerting, and it's got some uh, implications for serious fallout going forward. Dave? Yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate that. Uh, So Global News has learned through multiple sources uh, that a baby actually died during the parade. What had happened was uh, a mother was uh, obviously trying to uh, uh, get some help from police, from first aiders, um, and uh, what happened was uh, they just didn't get there on time. Where was the location? Because, I mean, the parade was a rather extensive route. Yeah, so it was on the route uh, uh, on University at Front Street, um, and the baby became unresponsive. The mother tried to breastfeed the child to try to bring it around, uh, and nobody could get to that uh, to that baby and to that mother. The uh, they actually had to take a police cruiser instead of getting an ambulance. Uh, so now both uh, Mike McCormick with Toronto Police, uh, as well as somebody with the paramedics union, are saying, you know what. Uh, it just wasn't well prepared. We couldn't get to the baby because there was not, uh, it just wasn't uh, conducive to do that. I want to hear from Mike McCormick directly on this. He's joined us here on the Oakley Show as our first order of business, a rather disconcerting story. Uh, we're hearing from Dave Woodard, Global News Radio correspondent. A baby died during the Raptors parade. That was on Monday, June 17th. Mike McCormick citing that this was a lack of preparation. Mike, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you stand by that. I guess your actual quote to our global news sources was uh, this co- constituted poor planning the day of the parade. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's what we've heard from our members. We've heard uh, a lot of issues, hundreds and hundreds of issues from our members uh, that we're going to be dealing with with the chief and the chair. Um, you know, as far as the, the tragedy of the child, uh, you know, uh, dying and stuff, that's, you know, uh, all I can speak to is the frustration of our members, uh, you know, not to, you know, say, you know, if the crowd control was better or whatever, that would have had an outcome that might have been better. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that, you know, when we're dealing with, uh, for instance, a child in distress and stuff, that's, you know, in a normal circumstances, John, uh, everybody appreciates how heightened that is as far as stress and trying to deal with that. Uh, but in this occasion, you culminate that with the uh, the crowds and trying to get to that child and trying to get them. Uh, our, our members were very disturbed and distraught um, by that situation. Well, as I understand it, and Dave, you can weigh in on this as well. Uh, according to the report here, the mother had flagged down two paramedics. Was that it? That's right. They had flagged down two uh, flagged down two paramedics, but they couldn't get an ambulance out to the area. And actually, uh, it was um, they tried to, to to get it in a cruiser. It got to a cruiser, but obviously couldn't yeah. make it very fast to a hospital. Yeah, and again, you know, our officers are, are, are uh, along with the paramedics are performing first aid on that child. And, and John, like I said, I, I can speak firsthand, like, you know, how stressful that is. But that was part of the frustration for our members when uh, dealing with that um, and trying to get that child uh, to the medical care that was required. 
It says here as well that uh, these two paramedics in question weren't actually paramedics. They were volunteers and honor guards. So uh, were they, uh, David, maybe you can clear that up uh, to the, the best of your knowledge. Were they actually, because I'm guessing if they're there, uh, should they not also have the corresponding facilities to take somebody away if necessary? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the um, the initial, uh, the paramedics uh, were actually former paramedics with the Honor Guard. Uh, they were also volunteers with the parade. Um, now, apparently, there are more resources, I guess, at... Uh, the uh, Carnival Grand Parade, I guess, every year than they did to have at this one. Now, there is a clip that I'd like to play, if that's all right. And this is uh, uh, Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders. He was asked uh, at a press conference this afternoon uh, about uh, whether or not he felt they were prepared. We had over 525 resources that were there. What you saw in the public was not all of the resources that we had that were available. Um, and I'm certainly not going to draw 2 million officers because that's just not going to be possible. Um, we utilized the resources to the best of our ability. Um, some uh, officers had a different experience. The feedback I got from many officers where they had a, a great time. Yes, it was taxing, um, but how the, the men and women from the Toronto Police Service act is, is how I expect them to be, to be professional, to be courteous, to deal with the circumstances to the best of their ability, and they did a fantastic job. It was a celebratory event, and by and large, the vast majority of Canadians, the vast majority of people that went there, uh, definitely uh, felt that way. There were issues of hydration and other factors. We're working with the city and other agencies to look at best practices on the go forward, and I look forward to figuring out what we need to do to get it better. But overall, uh, my men and women did a fantastic job, and most of them... I, I don't recall turning down resources. Well, all right. Uh, let me just, uh, again, that was uh, the chief, Mark Saunders, suggesting that uh, everything was, while it was a chaotic situation to a large extent and uh, people suffering hydration, he felt adequate resources were in place. Mike McCormick, McCormick is with us on the line, uh, head of the Toronto Police Association. Mike, how do you respond to that? Do you believe that uh, because you cited poor planning uh, and the the chief denies that he turned down assistance from other forces, first of all, what do you hear, what do you know on that count? Yeah, I, again, like we've heard the same things, and, and what I heard from the chief there is he didn't recall uh, turning down uh, other services, so I don't really know what that means. Um, did it happen or not? I don't know. But again, you know, John, what we're hoping for is to uh, debrief with the chief. Uh, we haven't been involved as the Association of Planning. Usually we are to make sure that, you know, all the labor issues, working conditions, and, and the planning goes effectively, but we weren't involved in this planning. Um, I do agree that our people, our association members, uh, did a fantastic job, as they always do. That part I do agree with, but the, 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 to say that our people did a great job, I think what the part that was left off with the limited resources and the limited planning that was involved around this, we, and, you know, I would dispute uh, the chief's uh, position saying that, you know, he's heard from many officers. Well, in reality, we've heard from uh, hundreds of officers about the conditions, about the concerns around poor planning, the, the working conditions, the frustration, everything from, as you said, the, 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 with the child uh, who unfortunately passed away uh, to hydration issues, not being able to have facilities, not being able to uh, keep the route clear, a lack of barricades, a lack of police resources, and this whole mantra of saying, well, this is what we had to deal with. Uh, unfortunately, that is the reality. And to say that, you know, the Caribbean Festival and stuff have more police officers, well, you know what, we had a thousand more police officers uh, four years ago uh, than we have today. 
this is the new reality, but does that make it okay or to say that we had four people shot and several people stabbed and all these incidents, but overall we had 2 million people. But I mean, if that's the new norm, then come on and say, okay, yeah, this is a, a bona fide success. But, you know, you're going to have a few people shot and you're going to have a few people stabbed and people are going to do this and people are going to, if that's what you're saying, that's okay. Uh, I would dispute that. I'd say we should be really setting the bar a lot higher, but if that's our new realities, then so be it. Mike, I'm just going to challenge that because I know some critics might point out that maybe, uh, and this is the unfortunate aspect of a tragedy, if you leverage that to claim, you know, you need more resources, uh, that's a difficult one. I, I mean, I hope that's not what you're doing here. No, no, I, I, I mean, I, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, like when, when somebody says, oh, well, you know, if you have more resources with the with the, the, the incident with the child uh, change. And, and I'm saying, you know, I'm not going to say that. And, and, and no more have I ever said that. What I am saying is that it is very frustrating to deal with that and, and stressful uh, on a normal basis. Like, you know, and you want to do everything you can, um, but it was exacerbated by the crowds and the inability to move the crowds. That's the first piece. And the second piece is that, you know, what we heard from our officers, and we're still hearing from our officers and collecting all the data around it, uh, is that, you know what, there was insufficient police officer numbers. And we're not saying, oh, well, we need more and more police officers or, or we need to have this. But what you're seeing is an impact of planning that, in you know, and I keep hearing, well, we only had two days to plan or whatever. Well, as far as I'm concerned, there was a playoff run that was happening. These things should have been anticipated. And planning is about planning. It's not about reacting. So when you're planning, to say you only had two days to plan, I, I really don't think that holds water. Wouldn't you think that if you had a team that was going through that, you could anticipate certain things happening, and then you just activate those levers as you meet those stages? Well, I would even take it a step further. I mean, look, uh, we all know if you've uh, operated a bar, a restaurant, a rooming house, there always has to be, according to the fire marshal anyway, a plan of exit uh, and access, you know, keep routes clear and so on and so forth. Uh how could this possibly have been overlooked? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And that's why, like, we, you know, we're going to meet with the chief. We're going to meet with the chair of the police service. Board. We, we need some answers. Um, our members deserve some answers. We've had over 175 officers put in uh, IOD forms uh, because of, of what's happened here. What is that, um, an IOD form? Injured on duty because of their exposure that they've had, uh, officers, you know, uh, hearing all kinds of different things. So, you know, uh, our officers are very concerned, and I haven't seen, like, a groundswell like this from our officers. And look, like, they, they like, I agree with the chief. Our people did a phenomenal job. They, they, they did what they needed to do to keep this, the city safe and, and uh, do the best of their abilities. But, you know, the complaint about the lack of resources, the complaint about the lack of, uh, you know, uh, a vision or, or planning, uh, is is resounding across our entire service right now. All right, I'm guessing as well some officers, because of the prolonged nature of this parade-slash-rally, had to actually extend shifts. Did that happen? Oh, yeah, and again, you know, that, that you know, John and you and I have talked about this as far as resources and, and extending shifts. And when I look at that, that's something that's very important to us in a, as an association, but that's something that we have to do. And extending your shift is un, unfortunately a reality of policing and having to do that. But we're not ta we're talking about where officers were trapped in the square with other people, where they were there for hours and hours without having facilities, without having hydration, without, uh, you know, and the, the officers who were escorting the buses were being overwhelmed by the crowds. 
uh, people coming in, and that's why the parade took so long. Um, you know, and, and the inability for them to have the proper resources to have this thing moving, the parade route, everything from. But couldn't they have taken it upon themselves, or were they so overwhelmed? Couldn't they have taken it upon themselves to uh, clear a route? I mean, how many officers no, does they, it take they, to do that? No? Yeah, well, you know, obviously we didn't have enough, and I've heard directly from those officers who were doing that specific function that they couldn't get the route cleared, John, so to get them the people up there because they didn't have the resources, and they were calling out for more resources. They were calling out for the adequate numbers, and they were saying, you know, getting the response was, we don't have the people. You're just going to have to wing it. All right, you know, uh, and this, of course, we're looking at, in hindsight now, it seems like uh, several days, almost two weeks have passed, 10 days actually. Yeah. It was uh, June 17th. Let me turn to Dave Woodard, Global News Radio correspondent on this story. Uh, why is this only surfacing now? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't think that there um, was any kind of indication about uh, what kind of uh, any deaths or anything like that happening at the time. We also learned there was another man who suffered a heart attack, and it took an hour to get him to hospital. So I think a lot of these things are coming up now, uh, days and, and now, like you said, 10 days later. Um, because, you know, the stories are, are finally coming out. The individual with the heart attack, to the best of your knowledge, did he survive? That's that's the information that I have, that uh, he did he, he did make it to hospital alive. So um, he, he didn't uh, stroke out on the way. Um, so from what I understand, he, he did make it. I wonder, Mike McCormick, I don't know if this is your bailiwick exactly, but uh, are there legal implications to this woman and her baby having suffered a death, an untimely death this way? Yeah, again, you're right. That's not my, my wheelhouse, uh, John, but what I can tell you is that, you know, again, like you have to look at what are the circumstances, what actually uh, caused the child's death and all, all those other things. But, you know, that's, again, not in my wheelhouse. But, you know, going back and you're saying, like, it's 10 days and now why is all this coming out? And from our perspective, we've been dealing with our members for the last two weeks and, and compiling. And, you know, you, you brought up a great point, you know, where you're saying, okay, well, the association, you're talking about resource issues and stuff. This is a, a an organic grassroots uh, information coming from our members. And we've been collecting that data, preparing for a meeting with the chief tomorrow morning, uh, and making sure we had that. So this has been live to us since the parade. But again, we wanted to make sure that the evidence base and the uh, data was there that supports all the positions that our members had so that we can articulate a position of what exactly went wrong here. And uh, it, it has been live for the last 10 days. So, all right, you've kind of intimated where uh, you're going to meet the chief tomorrow and uh, those are the principal concerns you're bringing up. Anything else that you plan to address with him? No, I, I mean, we, we we're going to address the overall state of policing in the city and then obviously, you know, uh, the, the, the the summer issues and what is the summer plan. We've been talking about that. And, and fortunately, we haven't been, uh, you know, experiencing a high spike in or a high uh, increase in, in violence right now. But, you know, we want to know with the summer initiative, what are we going to do when we do that and how are we going to deal with those types of issues? And um, when we're talking about stuff like this, what is the plan going forward with our staffing issue? Because, you know, that continues to be uh, an ongoing issue with uh, the Toronto Police Service. And finally, the individual uh, still being sought, I guess the one who was described as white male, about 5'9", and uh, in the shooting, I'm talking about the shooting that injured four people. Uh, what's the status on that individual being sought? 
Yeah, again, you know, that's from the investigative side, and uh, I'm not going to give any updates around that. I, I do the, the, the union association side. Of, so that's an ongoing investigation. I don't know uh, what the latest update on that is. But, you know, once again, like, here we are. John, like, you know, you've covered many of these events, and, you know, I, I, you know I'm a city guy. I've been here my whole life. You know, when we're talking, and this is where I sort of, like, start to wonder have we had you know we talked about the the young street uh the van attack we talked about the danforth and now we have a, a great parade yeah two million people great and then we have a narrative saying well there's only four people shot my concern is that is this now when we look at it, is this our now our new norm and if this is our new norm and it's not a big deal then you know i don't know why our officers need to be put out and to think that this is a big issue if everybody else in the city uh, you know the politicians or the chief doesn't think that's a big deal to me it is understandably as the city continues to grow by about a hundred thousand every year uh and certain resources have been strained or perhaps even curtailed when they should be expanded uh i understand where you're coming from in that regard mike i appreciate your weighing in this afternoon we'll keep on this story and uh perhaps talk down the road yeah, and again, John, like, you know, we're talking about this, and, and Nate, we're all talking about this, and, you know, we're in a fortunate position. Uh, we're not the people that were at the parade, or we're not that woman who lost her child, and, and I just want to make sure, like, you know, and I know you very well, and, you know, our hearts are broken, and it's a tragedy, and our hearts and prayers go uh, to the woman who lost her child Again, the parade. It's really terrible. Mike McCormick, heads of Toronto Police Association. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, John. Dave Woodard, uh, anything more you can tell us about the woman? Uh, any background Not, information? No, we don't have any background on the woman. Uh, the only thing that, uh, you know, we, we could add is that, uh, you know, it's not just... Uh, the people that had, you know, were suffering from dehydration. It's not only this man who had cardiac arrest. It's not only uh, this woman who, who unfortunately lost her child. But it's also we forget about the first responders too. In in this case, uh, those people that went to go help the 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 baby, they've also had to have counseling. And and uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's a, a really tough story uh, to tell. And I'm sure that there's going to be more come out after this. On the timeline here, it was about one thirty in the afternoon. That's right. And uh, was obviously uh, a lot longer than anticipated. They were supposed to be at mm-hmm. Nathan Phillips Square and ideally wrapped by about 1 o'clock. Right. So they're still making their way up the parade route, University Avenue. Uh, do we know if the baby actually had been taken to a hospital or en route had passed? Uh, do we know anything? No, we time? don't know uh, the timeline in terms of when the child died, only that the child did pass away. Remarkable story. As I say, I'm kind of curious as to why it surfaces now. Uh, I mean, there were, of course, those matters of a shooting and uh, the stabbing at the Eaton Center, too, concurrent to all of that. But uh, it's best that we know about these matters and uh, draw ourselves uh, accordingly to uh, planning better in the future and so on and so forth. Dave Woodard, Global News Radio correspondent. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.